Welcome everyone. I am happy and proud to publish the last episode of this first season of Georgie's Global Village. I have truly enjoyed and learned from all exchanges in each episode and I'd like to thank all of my guests who took the time to share their stories. In today's episode, I am talking to two friends on somewhat of a taboo topic, especially from the African perspective. We will be talking about not wanting children or waiting for the right circumstances to have children. Listen to this insightful conversation about what it means to be happy. Hello, um, I am Kumba. I am based in the UK and I am originally from Sierra Leone. Yes, hello, my name is Murray. I am, uh, I work for international organization. I'm from Cameroon and I'm uh, currently teleworking also from home. Thank you. So can you share a little bit about where you stand in terms of, you know, your opinion when it comes to wanting children and whether you want them or not and why not? Okay. Um, well, um, my position on um, wanting or having children is um, I decided quite uh, early on that uh, children were not going to be in my future, um, just purely because, uh, you know, I have nieces, uh, well, and a niece and a few nephews. Um, and I just recognized quite early on that I wanted to have a different life to those of my siblings. Um, so that's where I stand on that question. Yes, as for me, um, my position was not uh, like I want or I don't want. It was like, okay, I want to have my life first. And I think that part of it is related to my background because I'm an, uh, an eldest child. I'm a firstborn of a of seven siblings. So I really had to take care of my siblings. And for me already, whatever I could experience with children, and by same experience, it was more of the responsibility part of, of it. I saw that already experienced it with my siblings because I was more of a third parent to them than an elder sister. But uh, it's not that I didn't want them or that I really want them to like, okay, I define myself more as a woman before being a mother. And in terms of wanting to have uh, children, for me, it was children will have to be part of a relationship. When I get married, if my marriage is solid enough, then I can welcome children within my marriage as being really the continuation, as being the continuation of a family. But for me, it wasn't like I see myself with children absolutely. I, will have, I always see my, myself as being happily married. And then if I'm happily married enough, then I can have children, but not children for the for having children. Children just part of my family that I will have started building first with my husband. That is my position on children. Yeah, that's a really great, um, great point there. Um, I mean, I suppose I didn't go into as much detail, but um, what I'd add in terms of the context um, is that I, I personally, um, if I was ever going to go down the route of children, it would be through potentially adoption uh, or fostering um, just because of what I see as so many unwanted children and as somebody who is not, uh, let me say, biologically driven uh, to necessarily uh, want to have my own children. Um, I suppose that is always um, an option I see to give a child in need a home. Um, but as far as me having my own children, um, that is not something that I saw as a, um, say, a family setup going forward, whether in a relationship or not. Uh, Kumba, as, and now that you are explaining also, it made me think of something. You know, as I was younger, I always told myself, 
as a mom, but I always saw that I was picking up a baby in my doorstep. Never saw myself like giving birth. So for <laughs> me, the, the way of me thinking of having a baby was that, okay, I just received this baby as a gift at my doorstep. So I didn't have, I never had this kind of dream like, okay, I'm pregnant. I have this big belly. I'm touching my big belly. For me, what I could adopt, I could just really receive a baby like a gift. But uh, yes, for me, it was not like biologically. It just had to be biologically. I was, I'm not, I'm not, and I was not attached to a baby like biologically. I have to have a baby that is really from my womb or that is really from my ex. Yes, for me, it has never been like a condition. And mm-hmm. also part of it is because of my background with my siblings, but also with all these unwanted babies that are out there and that need the family. Yeah, I think that's what drives me more personally. Um, although, as I said, I, I never necessarily wanted to have my own. And as you say, give birth. I didn't picture that um, particular um, image uh, at any point in my life. Um, but I almost feel a sense of responsibility because I don't necessarily want my own children that if a child was going to be part of my life, it should be one that's already here uh, and is unwanted. Um, so there's almost a sense of responsibility when it comes to children, uh, if if that's a step I take in the future, for sure. Wow, I love that both of you, um, the, what you share is very important, I think, and also interesting, especially if we look at it from the African you know, uh, perspective where um, it is expected that all women grow up to get married. You know, that's the goal. Get married, have your children. And the point of marriage is to have children and as many children as possible to carry on the legacy of the family, right? So you don't get married just to stay married, but to have children. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Kisire was saying about, um, you know, I want to get married and if a child comes out of it, great. If not, that's okay. It's not a problem either. Um, whereas Kumba says, well, that was not even part of the plan. Did, did you seeing your siblings with children scare you, Kumba? Because my sister saw and has been taking care of my kids and she's like, Whew, thank you very much. But that was, uh, you know, that's the perfect. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, look, I don't think it was necessarily a um, a trigger in that way. It didn't it didn't put me off uh, because I never really wanted it. So I think when you say um, the experience, of course, that helps to let me say um, cement my own point of view. Um, and, you know, as you said, Georgette, coming from an African uh, background and being a female in that kind of culture, uh, the expectation is automatically there. Uh, and so for you to have a different uh, mentality about it uh, is a little bit um, different. So it's not, not something that will naturally get talked about. So having my siblings, um, so I have um, two sisters and one brother uh, and all of them have um, children. Um, two uh, soon for a couple of them uh, we'll have the second uh, and you know just watching all of that uh, at no point did I think oh I'm missing out on something and I think that's the difference it's about feeling fulfilled um, and at no point did I look at that and say that is what I want and I feel like I'm missing something uh, and it's important I think uh, especially we are in the luxury or have the luxurious option of choice uh, and not so many are not so many others are as fortunate. So for me, you know, having that option uh, to make the right option, not just um, bring a child into the world when actually I'm not sure it's the right thing for me. I have uh, three sisters and two of them have babies. So my first niece was born in 2006 
um, my brother-in-law didn't want to go there when my sister was giving birth. So I was the one. So I actually participated in her giving birth. I was there. I was the first one to get the baby. And it was something really, I mean, like, it's an experiment. I really uh, enjoy it. As it had me get, had the bond with the baby. At the same time, I was scared when I saw, like, you know, the whole thing of giving birth. I mean, uh, scientifically, what it is, it's, not, it's something a bit scary or traumatizing. But in terms of having the bond with the baby, it was really good for me to build the bond with my niece. I also took care of her. And when she was already six, it was only six months. When my sister, I was, at that point, I was living in France. We were living in two different cities. So my sister used to come and leave the baby with, uh, with me for like a whole week. The baby was just six months. I'm so used to get to take care of children. I mean, like if I'm from my, from my childhood, because uh, I told you I was the first born of seven children, but the first baby I took care of, I was nine years old only when I was taking care of my younger sister already. So it's something that I always did that I enjoy doing when from as, as, uh, as, uh, as far as my nieces or nieces are concerned. For my, my siblings, I didn't enjoy it. For me, it was something that was imposed. So the decision also that I said, I want to have children when I want, not because it's time or because I have to, it's because the other one for me, I felt they were imposed upon me. My, my siblings. It was not the same with my nephews and nieces. And this is why I think that I really enjoy uh, taking care of them as when I can, because for them, I, it's really when I want. And it's a pleasure. It's completely opposite of uh, when, when I took care of my siblings. And it didn't, it didn't scare me. Like, uh, is it going to be the kind of responsibility I have to go through? Or it didn't also get me this... Um, you desire to have children. For me, it was just like, you know, I'm a great auntie, but I'm an auntie. For me, it, hasn't, it didn't have any impact in terms of having my own children. But also, I have to say that the part that I've always been scared about is being pregnant. It's being pregnant because um, I saw it a bit like, you know, it's a bit like in terms of uh, losing something from your body because people have this expectation that women will really have to carry baby because biologically they can carry babies and then you have to. I always feel difficult for someone, who, for, for believers, eh? so please forgive me, but I think that this is an injustice of God himself, that only women can give birth. Because the fact that women can give birth, people expect them to bear children. But they can't, you have, like uh, Kumba said, you have the luxury of choice, but people don't expect that women have the luxury of choice. They actually feel that they have to bear children because they can't. But this is also a luxury. So I feel, feel that this is some kind of uh, unfairness that only women can give birth. Because if men could give birth, maybe they will know within the couple, people will have choose. They say, okay, maybe for this child, the man can bear the child, and then this will be, next time they will be, this will be the woman. Or maybe they will just decide that the man can bear all children. But the fact that only women can give birth is just like, you know, this you have to. Because children can come into the the world only two women then they have yes seeing my sisters my nephew and i'm a great auntie but just an auntie it didn't have any impact of my aspiration of being wanting to be a mom or not a mother or not mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah i just being an auntie for me it's not something that you should feel obligated to do uh, and I, and i guess that's the difference when you have the option to not feel obligated um as you were talking there um, you know, it, uh, 
it reminded me of commonly people joke they said that if uh, if men were the ones who had to give birth then the human race would have already died out <laughs> i'm so sure about so, it sure, yeah <laughs> <laughs> for sure <laughs> i think i think god chose women to give birth because he knows we can handle it you know and men can't so <laughs> It wouldn't, like Kuma said, it would have just been at the end of mankind, you know. <laughs> but uh, I, I think it's interesting because, you know, unfortunately, like you said, we don't, many women do not have the choice of, you know, even how many children they they should have and the spacing of children. Um, and even with me, like I have two kids, I started late and I have two girls and then people are like, ah, the next one is going to be a boy. And I'm like, I'm not going to have more children, but why not? You should try for a boy. And I'm like, what if I get a girl? But it could be a boy. I'm like, but it could be a girl. (laughs) Like like they just impose as if it's something you drinking water, you know, like, oh, just, you know, just next time is going to be this next time is going to be that as if, first of all, getting pregnant is easy and pregnancy is easy and giving birth is easy and having children is easy. You know, it's just like a, drinking water and they're like it's all about you know yeah, you're, you're a woman so it should be easy they just yeah. assume that it's easy because you're a woman it's part of being a woman exactly and it's not i mean it still has to be a choice even though i'm a woman and i can give birth and i've been lucky and blessed to have children it's my decision to decide how many i want you know when to stop etc but a lot of women unfortunately do not have that power uh, decision making power at all so yeah. just to continue in that, how, how is your family um, reacting to you, first of all, not wanting children or delaying having children, you know, especially from the African perspective, not maybe just your immediate family, but also the wider society, you know, with, because the expectation is get married and have children. And when you say, well, I'm a woman and I'm healthy, I'm intelligent, I'm beautiful, I'm successful, and I do not want children. How do people react to that? Yeah, that's a that's a difficult one. Um, I don't know about your uh, situation there at all, Lanai, but um, it's not something we've explicitly talked about. Um, and I suppose today's conversation is probably the first time um, I've had to explain myself. Uh, and I'm not saying that it's coming from a place of judgment at all, uh, Georgette. Uh, I'm just saying um, this is the first conversation where I've had to fully examine it um, because in our family I think it was just taken and assumed that it would happen and we haven't really talked about the fact that it's not going to happen but I've, I've not gone around announcing that this is my position and um, that this is what it's going to be and it's probably uh, at my age you know my age it's probably unlikely um, that I'm going to be having children but it's not something that has been talked about at all. Uh, so I don't really know what the wider conversation would be in my family. Um, but certainly when I've mentioned it amongst friends, I'm not the only person in my social circle, um, although they are not of uh, African uh, descent. But I'm not the only person in my social circle who doesn't have children uh, and who probably won't be having children. Um, and similarly, my older sister has friends who do not have children. So it's not unusual. Uh, I suppose it's maybe just not something that is necessarily talked about. And maybe that's down to um, my family specifically. Um, uh, I don't know. It's, it's not just not something that has ever come up directly. But you know what it's like in African families. There'll always be the auntie at the wedding that says, when is yours coming? Exactly. And then there'll be the, one of the children coming. And, or even the children before you even have a partner. So, yeah, it's one of these that you just say, yeah, whatever. And Each move time. on and maybe I have got away with it. 
No, because I was going to say like, you're lucky because in your, I mean, my family, my parents, my mom, because she was, before I got married, like, when are you getting married? You're getting old. When are you going to have kids? Your, your eggs are expiring. You know? So it was like constantly, you know, you have to have kids, you have to have children. And then saying, I don't yeah. want children. I don't know if I want children. What, what do you mean you don't want children? Of course you have to have children, you know? So, I mean, even if I wouldn't say like, I don't want kids, it's like, when are you going to have kids? You know, that, that conversation True. will come up anyway. So I'm surprised it didn't pop but you're up. You're the older one, aren't you, G? I'm the first one. So, yeah, um, like, yeah, get, get started, you know? <laughs> Yeah, with me, they have other options. There are three other ones who are not uh, letting them down. <laughs> are they older than you? Uh, I'm the third, so I have one younger. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you got lucky that the others yes. all, all went for it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, as for me, as for me, how did the conversation go? How did they treat it as a family? You know, for me, it was a bit uh, different because I had members of my family, I mean, like my dad has always been very respectful of my choice, of my, uh, of my desire. And then he never asked me, like, what are you waiting for? Also, because I got married late. So um, initially they were like, okay, we are waiting for her to get married. And then uh, for me, I, when I, because I'm, I'm turning 41 tomorrow, so I'm a bit older. And then uh, when I was in my early 30s, they were like, okay, she's a successful, she's just, uh, she's looking for the right moment to, after she's settled, she will be settling her career. So she's still building her career. Then after they thought that I was not really eager to, uh, to have children, they were like, you know, what, what are you waiting? I told them, you know, I want to have, I want to get married because my parents I were married, they are still married. And I always, for me, this is an idea that I want to really have my children uh, in the wedlock, not out of wedlock. So for me, they were like, are you stupid or not? I mean, like, we thought you were a modern young girl, they are successful. Why do we need a husband? And I told <laughs> them I need a husband because I want to have, I want my children to have a dad like I have a dad. But my mom especially was like, believe me, you don't need a husband. Believe me, you don't need a man in your life. <laughs> so for my mom, they, from the beginning, she was just like, you know, if you need a man, it was just because of the financial part. And the financial part, you have it. So you really don't need a man in your life. Oh, Once you realize that I really want to have a husband. Yes. Our culture. What's wrong with you? Our culture is a bit. Yes. Yeah, well, what's wrong with you? I mean, like, don't you understand? If you are even lucky that you don't need a man. You don't need a husband. So, you know, just have a child with anyone. You really don't need to have a, a husband. And then as time passes, and then she realized that I'm really serious about having a husband, she was like, okay, just get married to anyone for the sake of having children. <laughs> and then she saw that I was serious about really getting married to someone I like, someone I, at least I like before, or even if I, if I don't know someone I, I like. Mm-hmm. So she was like, okay, why are you so picky? Time passes. But something really happened to me is that, you know, if I, I was diagnosed with early menopause when I was uh, 37. And before that, I never really wanted children. So what made me really want the children was the fact that I, got, I realized that I may not be able to have them naturally. Then you know what happened when you, you realize that you, don't, you, you, you cannot have something, you start wanting them. And then that's the thing, I, I was diagnosed with early menopause. Um, but I, mean, I must say that when I was around 34, 35, I was already thinking of freezing my egg because I was like, okay, I still want to really want children. I don't want to have children because it's time. I want to have children because I really want them. I yearn for them. I desire them. And because uh, biologically we are limited, I may really 
I, 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 I may really, it's better for me to freeze my eggs. I thought of it, I never did it. So when I was diagnosed with early menopause, I started regretting, I was like, I still don't want children for the sake of wanting them, but now I want them because it may be too late. Because I may not be able to have children when it's time. And then uh, as I was doing my, the, 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 the exam, the lab test, yes, they say that really my eggs are already gone. So that time when they said that the eggs are already gone, I was like, okay, so let me just really take my time and wait for Mr. Wright. Because now there's no point rushing anymore. If I don't have any egg, why should I be running? Then I waited and um, for my family it was like, you should have children. My family, again, my, my family means my mom. My siblings, they really understood my choice. My mom and one of my uncles who was really close to me, they didn't understand that choice. My uncle, was, he really understand my choice of wanting to have children when I'm married. But for him, it was like, why don't you just get married? If you are successful, young and beautiful, that means you can have a husband. I, why are you so picky? <laughs> why are you so picky? Enjoy you want understand you want you can understand from where I'm coming from. There are so many of these young girls out there. You are young, educated, successful, beautiful, and somehow you are not married. And people believe that you are too picky. Why? I mean, like I discuss also with men, and for them it's the same. For also these young men out there, they are also looking for Miss. They are looking for Miss White. Why we are out there also looking for Mr. White? And sometimes you just don't meet the right person at the right early enough. You meet the person at the right moment, but it may not be early enough for your for your family or early enough for your friends. So for me, for my family, uh, the the choice that they did not understand for me was that why are you waiting to get married? You can get married later, later on, but you know. Time passes and you may be not be able to have children later on. And for them, it was also like a perspective of why do you need a child? Why do, what, what else do you need if you financially you can afford to have a child? And I told them, I don't want to have children only because financially I can afford it. Something I almost also say from my background is also the way the parents uh, make you feel. My mom, we are seven, and uh, how many times my mom made us feel like, you know, I could have done this, but because of you, because of you. I never wanted my children to bear this feeling of guilt that, mm -hmm. you know, they, they prevent me from doing anything. So I really wanted to live my life to the fullest, to do whatever I want. I don't want at some point in my life to say, oh, you know, I wanted to do this, but because I have children at this point, I couldn't do what I want. I love traveling, so I went to travel as much as I can because I didn't want at some point to say, oh, I want to go this way, to this place, but now that I have children, I cannot have it. Oh, I would have loved to do this, but now I cannot do it again because of children. So the more she was insisting, the more I was telling her, you are one of the reasons why I can't have children just for the sake of having them. Because I, don't, I never want any of my child, or I never want my children to feel the way we feel when you make us think that, okay, we really prevented you to enjoy, to do something that you, you may have wanted to do. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's really interesting there because uh, I think a lot of what you say, maybe we never explicitly talked about it, but that last part where you say um, being prevented from doing the things you always thought you wanted to do, I'm that probably in my personal circumstances is partly uh, what's driven me all along. Aside from actually, I know I don't want children. It's not just a case of they will get in the way of my life, but I recognized quite early on that I didn't want to end up resenting being a mother uh, and it should be something you really want so you see it as the reward as opposed to the obligation uh, and so you know I, I enjoy my freedom I enjoy the life that I have and I don't feel something is missing 
So you're right there about, you know, uh, feeling like uh, the, the obligation and the responsibility of looking after children um, is, um, you know, is something that you really have to take seriously and really, really have to want because it's not a, it's not a part-time thing. It's not a, it's not a phase or a fad. Um, so it's I have a friend who says no fun or exchange. <laughs> <laughs> There's no gift receipt. You can't return to sender. You can't return. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it is important to really be sure. And as I said from the beginning, I'm really very, very aware of just how fortunate I am to be able to make the choice and to make an active and conscious decision that this is what I want for my life and a big motivator. You've touched on it there for sure. Um, Ray is the freedom uh, and the, the option to, to do what I want with my life for all of my life. I love it. Ladies, uh, so thank you for sharing that. I think it's very important because uh, like you say, I don't want my children to, I don't want to resent my children. I don't want my children to grow up knowing that because of them, I couldn't achieve what I wanted. You want to show your children that they can do whatever they want. They have the freedom um, and waiting for the right time is also important. And sometimes we wait for the, to meet the right person. And sometimes we meet them um, late, meaning too late biologically, not biological clock has stopped ticking, let's say, mm -hmm. and we can't have children, even though we found the right person, right? Unfortunately. So there are options like freezing your eggs. I remember sending a, an article to Mireille about an embryo, an embryo that was frozen for 27 years in a woman and she had a successful pregnancy and birth and is raising this child. Good. Yeah. So my next question is, um, what message would you like to share to those who do not understand women in your position? <laughs> that would be that we don't expect you to understand us. <laughs> that would be the blunt answer. <laughs> like, you know, it's okay if you don't understand us. We don't expect you to understand. But um, really, what can we share to people in our position? Like, you know, it's not because you can't that you have to. That for me, that would be really the message. It's not because you can't that you have to. It's also because we are not in the 19th, 19th century anymore, where women didn't have all these opportunities, all these, um, what, what we can do. Women can do so many things. Indeed, the human being, even men can do so many things. So it's not like there is only one part that you are expected to go to school, to have a job, get married, have a family. Even men today, as I'm speaking now, I have a, a brother. Uh, who is 35, he's a medical doctor working in France, and he happens to be a psychiatrist. We told my mom he's, he not, he's not sure he wants to get babies. So for her, it's also another problem. So I mean, like, if, you know, the, the, the dilemma also happens to men. And uh, for women, it's just more obvious because you are the one who carries the baby. So, so more and more people, now that uh, we have, um, I would say, fulfilled our primary needs, the primary need of eating, drinking, like having a shelter. Now you have other, other needs. And then as you look at fulfilling your other needs, you know, you, you think hard before making the decision of even living with someone. Even now look at the couples. Now the couples don't live in the same place anymore. This is my husband. So now it's becoming more difficult. Not only more difficult, but these are the things that you think about before you didn't have to think about. And as you think about, you really have uh, you make a profound reflection about really what are your desires, what are your aspirations. You start thinking about the other needs. And sometimes you just realize that, you know, I'm very happy about the way my life is. 
Me, I'm very happy, and my whole family is very happy about not, us not living in the same in the same city, about us not being 24 hours together. So these things happen, and then I just want to tell these people that also happiness is not a uniform path for everyone. And that life is about happiness. How do you feel? Do you feel happy Amen. with the choices you make? Yes. Yeah. If you feel happy about the choices you make, people who love you should just be happy for you. And if they're not happy for you, that's okay. Maybe they should also think about how, if they really love you. Because I will say that I never question my people's choice. If someone tells me, okay, I think I feel happy with children, that's really good. I don't want to have children. Have you thought about it? Yes, I've thought I still don't want children. Okay. It's your choice. I respect your choice the moment that you are happy with that decision. But if someone tells me a message about this, about this, first is that it's not because you can't that you have to. That's the first one. And second one is that, you know, if you really love me and respect me, you should be happy about my choice or you should at least respect my choice. If you don't have maybe to love, to, to accept, but just respect them. Yeah, I think you touched on most of the comments I would add there as well, um, for sure. I think... For me, if my automatic response is there, there is one, more than one way to be happy. Uh, and that has always been what it comes back to for myself. I remember being in my 20s. Um, there was a lady who I think she was from DRC who used to do my hair, um, my, uh, my braids. And she had uh, three children at the time. And I said, I don't want children. Uh, and she said, you're going to regret it. Uh, you know, she didn't know me from anybody else. But automatically, um, me having she made that decision... She told me you will regret it. And I thought, well, actually, you, you don't know what makes me happy and what life means for me and what fulfillment means for me. Um, so, you know, when people don't understand it, uh, as you've already said there, Amirei, um, the, the point is maybe to ask them what makes you happy. And if your choices have made you happy, why would my choices therefore not make me happy? Uh, and it's about respecting the fact that I, I have the opportunity to make a choice and that a different choice from the one you made does not make it wrong and does not make it less fulfilling. And it's more important, I think, especially with something as uh, significant as bringing another human being into the world to be really sure that you want it. Because so many people do go into having children and families either to fix a relationship or because of pure expectation or they think that that's what's missing from their life without really thinking about it. And then now you've got another human being whose life is forever impacted by your choice uh, and partly selfish choice sometimes. So I think it is very clear for me anyway, um, that it's all about making uh, sorry, um, somebody else's uh, idea of contentment and fulfillment and having a rich life. That doesn't mean I have nothing in my life. Uh, I think that's the other thing that people struggle to understand. If you don't have children, then what what else do you have? Uh, and there's a, there's plenty that is available to us these days. You know, life life is very different. Um, and at the end of the day, not having children and not wanting children doesn't make me less happy. Uh, and you know, ultimately, I may well change my mind in future, but then at least I can give an unwanted child a home in later years, um, but right now, I don't see it happening. It's not a, a, it's not a motivation for me. Um, you know, being happy and being a decent person is, is my motivation, and I think not bringing a child into the world is an important part of that when you know it's not what you want. 
Amen, sisters. And it does not make you less of a woman either if you do not want children or can't have children. Mm-hmm. You know, that's very important because I think the definition of that we give to womanhood is also linked to fertility, unfortunately. And that's why there's a lot of women who feel so much pressure. And when they cannot have children, they go through some depression or trauma. And because the society treats them differently, uh, we, we are uh, established within our society. And we are lucky to be in a, in a, in a spot where we can have this you know, choice and uh, live it without being judged or without um, the pressure from society telling us that we're bad women or not real women because we don't want children or we can't have children, et cetera. So I think that's very important. Mm -hmm. Do not judge because you don't know someone's journey. You don't know someone's reasons. You don't know, um, like you said, what makes someone happy. And so we should respect those choices. And I think that's very important that you bring that up. Um, and what would you like to share to those who are going through the same as yourself or making those same decisions as you and not in the same circumstances or not as lucky, you know, um, to be able to speak up, for example, like, you know, uh, to say that openly without feeling shame? No, they, ha- they don't have to feel guilty because guilt also is part of it. At least for me, I wasn't feeling guilty. Uh, I didn't feel guilty. But I can't understand that someone will feel guilty. And I, actually, I, I'm very lucky that I didn't feel guilty. I'm very lucky about it because the pressure was quite intense. And then when I, I just mentioned the pressure for my family, but I had also from colleagues as well. I mean, like, Georgette, we've, been, uh, we've, we've met in Mali. Mali is kind of a very traditional society. And you were in an office where, you know, all our, I mean, like, you have the aunties in the office who believe that they have a right to say something about your life. So like, okay, who are all the singles in this? You should get married. After you get married, you should have a children. You should have a child. You should have children. So, you know, in Africa, it's not only the, it's not only the pressure from your family. Then even you have, the, you have the close family. Then you have the extended family. Then you have the neighbors. Then you have everyone at some point believe that, you know, they can give you those really nice advice, but they don't really understand how they are putting you the pressure. So I want, first, the first thing that we, I want to tell uh, women who are going through the same or who have the same kind of choice is just really try not to feel guilty because if you make this kind of choice, which is really about you, about your happiness and about what you want in life, avoid feeling guilty. And one way to, feel, to avoid feeling guilty is just make sure that this is aligned to what you really want. Don't have the choice because you look at this independent woman who looks very happy or fulfilling every aspect of her life. Really question, have you talked about this? Have you talked through? If you have talked through about it, then it's fine. Then it's fine. And then, you know, it's not because people will tell you like, oh, my children are all my life. I love them more than everything. It's true. They may love their children, but you don't also know what they go through with their children. Like someone will tell you, oh, who's going to bury you when, when you die? I'm like, oh, some, you know, also some people are died because of their children. Some, some children also kill their parents. It's just, it was just a bit ironically, but just to say, you know, you don't need, you don't really, uh, you don't, you don't, you're not worth nothing because you don't have children. And like, I really like what Pumba said, like, you know, there is more in your life than children. There's more in your life than children. Uh, what I would just wanted to say, another advice would be like, you know, because for women, you have this clock ticking, if you can, really use the advantage of technology, of science, like freezing the eggs in case you really want later on. Because me, I didn't want children then. Now, 
I want children because I'm happily married and we start the treatment. So hopefully it's going, it's going well and we, we hope that we are going to get the results soon. But uh, I'm very happy that at least I didn't have children before because when I think about all that I've been able to accomplish in my life, so I, 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 I will not really change that for anything. I'm very happy that really I've been able to do all these things. And when I look back in my life, I didn't see really where the space for a child. And if I had a child before, I'm not sure that I would have given this child all that what I can give now. So really an advice would be, be very aligned with the decision. Make a decision that you really feel attuned to. And if you can also take advantage of technology to really, uh, to, to make your choice, that would be also something that I would recommend. I would agree with all of that. <clears throat> Excuse me. I would also just add, you, you don't need to apologize for, for who you are. Uh, and I understand that in different circumstances, it's not that easy to take a position that um, is unpopular or untraditional. Um, and it's, it's not easy, uh, I suppose, being different. Uh, but if it's who you are, you should not have to apologize for it. And you should not feel, as you said already, for having a different um, perspective on something that has traditionally been only one way. Uh, that is how the world evolves. Um, I suppose the only unfortunate thing is as women, yes, we are the only ones biologically able to carry a child at this point in time. Um, however, you shouldn't apologize. You're not letting anybody down. Uh, and I think you would be letting yourself down. And perhaps if you have a child when you don't want a child, you'd be letting that child down. There are too many unwanted children in the world as it is. Um, so never feel the need to apologize for a decision that you are grounded in. And I think that's the only other piece I might add to what you said there um, for sure, Mireille. Um, it's, you know, you're allowed to be different. Uh, and I know it's harder to do that in some circumstances and in some countries and cultures than others, but you are allowed to do that. And the world is changing. Uh, you know, if you look back, even in some cultures, uh, in, for example, in Sierra Leone, my mom told me an expression um, a few years back, uh, and it translates to one child is not a child. So even when you have a child, you know, you're supposed to That's have so six, seven yeah. children. You know, why, why, you, why do you only have one child? You might as well not have a child. So there's always going to be another barrier to what is acceptable. Um, and not wanting children is, of course, a difficult one for a lot of societies and cultures to accept. But you owe yourself uh, your happiness um, and you owe it to a child to not bring them into an unhappy circumstance um, in the first place because, you know, there's literally a life um, at, at stake. So be, be solid in your decision, providing it is what you truly want. Um, and don't, need, don't feel the need to apologize. Don't feel pressured into doing something that you know is wrong. Uh, and the world will change. The world will evolve. It's slow. Um, but, you know, we are seeing changes. Even down to now, more women wearing their hair naturally or cutting it short into a short afro. Used to be called, you look like a boy. Now it's stylish. The world is changing, attitudes are changing, and I think this is something that might change in time as well.
what you said. Decide to have one child, it's not enough. If you have two girls like me, oh, add a boy. Uh, if you only have boys, oh, try for a girl. If you have uh, two, oh, add four, you know? So, or if you don't have children, please have kids. So it's never good enough. So you never satisfy everybody. That's why you should just do what makes you happy. Secondly, I want women to know that they are not alone. If they're going through this journey, they are not alone. They're not the only ones who either do not want children or, or want to wait for the right circumstances or, you know, uh, they are not alone. Um, even if they can't express it, just know that you are not going through this journey alone and there's nothing wrong with whatever choice you make that makes you happy. I suppose just to say um, thank you for the opportunity to share this perspective, um, perhaps even if it reaches one other person and they feel less conflicted, less alone, less guilty, um, then that's only a positive thing. So it's important that uh, we as women take the opportunity to um, write our own stories, keep following what is expected of us because you know tradition is not always the right way to go it's important and it's important to respect it but evolution is also an important part of cultural um, um, integrity so it's good that we have a platform and it's great that you're using that platform uh, to bring a voice to these types of issues also really thank you for that opportunity thank you also for the podcast because i think that they are Really many women out there going through the same thing or going through different things and they do not know how to share it or they do not know that other women go through the same thing. So it's really good for, to, give them, to give us the opportunity to share because also some of, the, some of the things that I shared today, I may have known them but I've never had the opportunity to express them like this. So really thank you for the opportunity. It's like Kumba said, even if it's only one. Thank you both once again for sharing your very inspiring stories. And I wish you all the best.